scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you have to say to us today. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning comes from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10, and can be found on page 1076 in your Bible. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness his bash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together, and the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples of the nations and will rally to him and his place of rest will be glorious. The gospel, the epistle reading is from Romans chapter 15, verses 4 through 13 and can be found on page pages page 1766. <clears throat> For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, as Christ has accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant to the Jews on behalf of God's truth, to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs, so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing hymns to your name. Again it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. <clears throat> and again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and sing praises to him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. The Gentiles will hope in him. May the God of hope fill you with all, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Gospel reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, and you can find this on page 1499 of the Pew Bible. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. 
John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of, those, out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. With God as our Father, brothers all are we. Let me walk with my brother in perfect harmony. Today we lit the candle that represents peace. Like hope, Peace can be a very elusive idea. It's not just peace on earth that seems too difficult to muster. Many of us struggle just to find peace in our own hearts. We sing songs this time of year about peace on earth, but the songs often stop short before telling us how to make peace on earth happen. Peace is a lovely concept until we realize that it is not an easy thing to live out and to bring into the world with us. John the Baptist came with words about the coming Messiah and the requirements of peace, and his message was highly unpopular. People came to be baptized, indeed, but John's message overall kept him on the edges of society, wearing wacky clothing and eating bugs. And ultimately, he wound up with his head on a platter. Wild and lone, the prophet's voice echoes through the desert still, calling us to make a choice, bidding us to do God's will, turn from sin and be baptized. Cleanse your heart and mind and soul, quitting all the sins you pray. 
Peace is a nice idea. Repentance is an uncomfortable one. Repentance is an idea that makes us want to rush through Advent to get to the peace on earth part. Especially when we take John's words to heart and realize that repentance is about more than saying I'm sorry and simply trying harder to be morally upright. Repentance isn't about making us worthy of something. It's not about willing ourselves to be well-behaved. It's about realigning ourselves with Jesus and with God's will and intentions. It's about making the road between ourselves and God straight. Repentance is calling out the places in ourselves that are standing in the way of peace with ourselves, with God, and with one another, then letting them go so that God can make us new. Peace is a fruit of repentance. Any peace that comes from anything other than repentance is not of God. So when we say that we want peace to start with us, that means actively seeking out all of the sin in our own lives, not worrying about that in the lives of others, and turning from it. And that's a lifelong process, my friends. No matter how long you've been on the path of faith, there are still things in our lives that require repentance. In fact, the longer you've been on the path of faith, the harder it can be to find that deep-seated sin lurking in the dark corners of the heart. The lion laying down with the calf and the wolf sleeping with a lamb, with a little child leading them all, makes for a beautiful Christmas card. And I love that picture of harmony. But how many Christmas cards do we see with pictures of John the Baptist on them? The lineage of Jesse, father of King David, thought to have spiraled into nothing, just an old stump, comes alive once more with the kingdom of God in this picture of peace and harmony. But then as the prophet John announces that the Messiah is here and it's time to prepare, we see that peace comes with a personal price, our pride. Peace comes with the willingness of God's people to set aside our own agendas, to call out and turn away from the words of false prophets and the world's lies, to set aside hate and distrust and suspicion in favor of love. Oh, the sweet images of Isaiah's menagerie napping together in a field of clover are so much easier when we don't think about what we have to walk through to get there. Our repentance from injustice, lies, and hate, and God's judgment of those who refuse to turn from sin make for a far less friendly Christmas card than the lion sleeping next to the kid goat. Bear the fruit, repentant souls, lives of justice, truth, and love. Trust no other claim than those. Set your heart on things above. Soon the Lord will come in power, burning clean the threshing floor. Then will flames the chaff devour, weed alone shall fill. 
door. Peace would be so much easier if it started anywhere else but within us. It is so much easier to tell other people to play nice and treat one another kindly than it is to look inward and see where we are standing in the way of peace. Peace is hard work, and it is uncomfortable work. And as John found out later in his life, it is sometimes dangerous work. But the wilderness prophet warns us that the alternative, God's judgment, is even more dangerous. It's just so much easier to point out other people's sin and tell them what to change than it is to worry about straightening out our own sinful paths. But worrying about the sin of others and ignoring our own hearts or glossing over the hard part to go straight to the field of grass-eating lions, that puts us in jeopardy of that threshing floor that John warns the sinful will be burned up on. How can we walk in harmony with those around us when there are piles of sin covering the path? How can we even see, let alone walk with, our brothers and sisters around us with mountains in the way? When we make straight the paths for God in our hearts through, repent, through repentance and turning from sin, as we are called by our baptism to do, we find that the paths between ourselves and others become easier to travel as well. And that is what we call peace. Yes, there are always going to be people in the world who seem to want nothing to do with peace or repentance. There are always going to be people in our lives with whom we can't agree or won't agree or just don't like. There is nothing in John's words or in Isaiah's words promising that others will be on board with this love and peace and repentance thing. In fact, he actively calls out those who seem to think their religious heritage will save them from judgment or exempt them from the hard parts. With such preaching stark and bold, John proclaimed salvation near, and his timeless warnings hold words of hope to all who hear. So we dare to journey on, led by faith through ways untrod, till we come at last like John to behold the Lamb of God. I do have to say, that the song, Let There Be Peace on Earth, is one of my very favorite Advent songs, even though it often gets lumped in with Christmas songs. And even though, please don't tell this to my mother, I don't generally like Vince Gill. What's interesting about this song is that it gets put in Christmas music, even though it doesn't really say anything about Christmas. In fact, when you listen to the words and the theology of this song, it is solidly in Advent territory. Bless you. Thank you. It doesn't give us any indication of how peace is supposed to start within us, but it does point inward, as John the Baptist does, and say, I can't expect it to start anywhere but in me.
Because no matter how much we want to, no matter how much we want to, friends, we can't control anyone but ourselves. The Messiah we look toward comes to bring peace on earth, not magically by waving some sort of wand, not politically or militarily by overturning warring or corrupt governments. He comes by offering forgiveness to those who repent and turn from sin toward the ways of God's kingdom. He comes by offering forgiveness to all those who repent and turn from any sin toward the ways of God's kingdom. Repentance can also be hard because it means we have to accept that we are forgiven. And that's not that our sin doesn't matter. In fact, it's that it matters so much that God forgives us for it so that we're able to walk with him and with one another. That's a daily battle. It's something that we have to do every day, not just on Christmas or during Advent, but it is one of the very most important things that we are called to do as Christians. It is one of the most tangible things that we can do as Christians to shine God's kingdom in this world. Let there peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now. With every step I take, let this be my 